Maybe he hypnotized her. Have you seen those bimbo hypnotization videos? Bimbo hypnotization. <laughs> That's what happened to me. From the smallest room in New York City comes the show that gives you a reason to live. Mayor de Blasio doing what he does best, pandering to minorities, which look, I get it, your wife's a black lesbian. They've been married 21 years, I'm sure it gets to be a habit. So different from Bloomberg, oh boy Bloomberg, those days, $30 billion that guy had and actually learned to speak Spanish, which I guess, Spanish is probably the language most of the other billionaires speak. But if I had that kind of money, the first thing I would do is give up learning forever. He learned spec. He spoke Spanish, and yet it still came off like he was fucking with everybody. Everybody's up in arms about racial profiling. So did Bloomberg go along with that? No. He said, now we're stopping too many whites. Yes. A much different New York City only a couple of years ago. Talk about not pandering. Joining me now, Mandy Statmiller. News whore Mandy Statmiller. Hey, Mandy. Hey, have you ever been stopped and frisked? Many times. I never have been. Well, that's because you're white. Yeah. I am black. <laughs> you know, black guy like me. Stopped and frisked all the time. Yeah, you do look suspicious, though. You know, I must. I think that I, ha- I have a suspicious air about me because I, it, it, people notice me. I notice. You look like you have a vendetta against the U.S. government and being kicked out of your survivalist group. Oh, I see. This sounds like some Snowden documentary stuff floating back up. (laughs) (laughs) Never interview me after just watching a Snowden documentary. I really should not have that kind of inside dope on your uh, evening, Uh but I do. Well, this week, Mayor de Blasio, who never met an Al Sharpton he didn't like, spoke at a mosque in Queens, and he, he vowed that the city would protect them from bigots, Uh, This is a quote, bigots seeking scapegoats for the California and Paris attacks. And I figure that's, you know, the cops. They get angry. Well, the cops don't like it. Uh, During his visit to the Jamaica Muslim Center, he also vowed that the city would protect them from hate crimes. And uh, also said Muslims have the same rights as all New Yorkers, which is nice. It's funny how government works, though. Radical Muslims attack two cities. They kill over 100 innocent people. And uh, and then, uh, you know. The mayor uh, runs to a mosque. Is like, we got your back. <laughs> I mean, I know that you're more liberal than I am. Do you? Do you disagree with the that? That seems strange. It's like kind of weirdly backward. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I I think that it's one of those things where you're gonna piss people off, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that right now, if you ran a poll, then he made the right call. You know, okay. I mean, they, they, they show when I worked at the Des Moines Register back in uh, 1998, which Trump just blasted, which was hilarious. Um, they had oh, yeah, Trump did blast the Des Moines Register, amazing. right? Amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was funny. Huh? Yeah, it was great. Now, what was he? He was saying their coverage of him was uh, you know, yeah. unfair and stuff. Yeah. Do you think it was? Um, probably. Yeah. I mean, Is that the way they are? Well, it's a, it's a, you know, most journalists are liberal and it's a liberal newspaper and he's an arrogant son of a bitch, you know, so, but to my point, Gannett, who owns the Des Moines Register, basically was freaking out that um, whites were shrinking and whites are the ones who buy the newspaper. And so um, we had to 
do what was called mainstreaming of news stories. I've talked about this before. Um, and we had to include, we had to make sure we quoted minorities in stories um, because, you know, if you looked at America 2020 projections, yeah, whites are, you know, just slowly getting phased out. So if you look at it from just that standpoint, then de Blasio is just doing good pandering business, you know? Well, I mean, you're talking about from a commercial standpoint. Commercial, the guy, commercial. The guy's trying to save his business. De Blasio, <laughs> you know, I guess for him, if, if his business is being elected, yeah, then he's trying to do that. Yeah. He wants their votes. Sure. Well, sure. Yeah, he wants. Yeah, he he wants to be seen as standing up for all minorities. I guess, and mm-hmm. he also, which it, is great. I'm for. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, it, it, if, especially not... if there's some teeth behind it. You know what I mean? If there's something that's actually like, are you announcing something? It's like he does all this goodwill talking. Is what kind of annoys me that he like he, he makes this big show of like we're just gonna I want we want you to know. It's like just to be reassuring, and I feel like in a way he also tries to set the moral tone of what the city is about. Uh, which is important, I guess, for a mayor. I don't know. To me, it's more about like running the city and stuff like that. But I, I find that kind of uh, condescending. Yeah, I think I would almost prefer um, kind of tough, intolerant, uh, putting the fear of God uh, talk into you know specifically targeted uh, radical uh, Muslims, mm-hmm. you know, and really just calling that out. Um, Instead of just saying, instead of focusing on the, you know, not all Muslims are uh, terrorists, you know, um, and we got your back for hate crimes, Uh but balancing that with, but if you are a radical Muslim, we're going to fucking chop your head off in the streets, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I would love to see him (laughs) say that. Yeah, it's funny. We don't really take that attitude about the streets thing, but... I see what you mean. You know uh, what I mean? mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That he should, uh, you know, the, the, there should be both points of view in there. Sure. Like, like, and, it's, and, like it's not going to go away just because it's ugly to talk about. Well, and also, we're not, not everybody doesn't get that. Every, why does everybody think that nobody gets that? That like, not all Muslims are like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's not really new information. I don't think anybody is under the impression that every Muslim person is in a terrorist organization cutting off a head. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or supporting them with their money or anything like that. Nobody. But at the same time, it's fun to color a whole religion with the same brush, you know? Well, <laughs> it just makes the most sense. I, I mentioned uh, to you Amanda Seal's tweet where she said if we're going to uh, ban Muslims that we need to ban white men from going into movie theaters. Fine. I think that's a great idea. You might as well ban me anyway. I haven't been in two years now. Yeah. Yeah. So a 41-year-old Manhattan woman returned to her Madison Avenue apartment to find a burglar standing there. He was holding a towel, a pair of headphones, and her $60 Skagen watch. Is that how you pronounce that? I have no fucking idea. Well, he pushed past her, but he caught. she caught him in the hallway and managed to wrest the timepiece from his grasp. She actually confronted this guy and took this $60 watch away from him. I think she let him go at that. You know what I mean? You don't like run down the hall and, and snatch a watch back. I guess it's like, you know, for your own personal sense of like I stood up for myself. But, you know, I think there's also some backstory we're missing, um, including, you know, it having been 
transported through generations up Christopher Walken's ass <laughs> and, you know, kind well, of yeah. a storied a storied legend to the timepiece. Yeah, something about her dad. Mm-hmm. And then also, why is he standing there holding a towel? I think that's the backstory. I'd like to know. <laughs> what, what have you been doing with those headphones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that watch. Set the timer, okay? Give me the phones. He was listening to affirmations. You mm-hmm. can do this burglary. Yeah. You and can. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a good criminal. I wonder, though, if he was stealing the towel. He must, I don't know. He pushed past her. She grabbed the watch. He, he, and he took off. He, he hung around in her building for a while. And then he, he, he was spotted uh, running out about five hours later by the doorman, mm-hmm. Park Plaza. Uh, and uh, well, he caught running into Park Plaza about five hours later on East 28th Street between 5th and Madison. And then he scaled a 15-foot-high ledge, darted onto the fire escape, and ran up to the roof. Two teams of cops come through the area until they found him on the 7th floor of 261 Fifth Avenue took him into custody. Yeah, uh, He was like Spider-Man or something, said a parks worker who didn't want to be named. Yeah. <laughs> that person, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy's good at climbing, you know. And there was yeah. a photo of the guy, and he looks. It, it's, it's a really comical photo, a surprise oh, look really? on his face. Yeah, you know, it's. Fun. He's probably is, on PCP. And this, you think so? Why? Yeah, because usually when you're on PCP, you want two things: towels and watches. Uh huh. What about the headphones? And you know, the headphones if you're really fucked up and it's cut with a little crystal meth. Yeah. I see. Well, the guy is a. Uh, he's he's. Uh, He's captured now, and he's a thief. He's a burglar, and uh, and and he certainly is not a man who, who with great power or great responsibility. No. And uh, and that's the end of that. This story has been sitting around for a while. I finally got around to saying it someplace. You, I, I, it's you, one of those that you, you just like, go like fuck. I'm tired of looking at this on my fucking screen. You like it because of the Spider-Man quote, or just the weirdness of the towel and shit? I just thought it was an interesting story, interesting enough to do, but yeah, it's always the first one dropped. <laughs> you run out of time, you know? It's mm-hmm. a frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've encountered that. Uh, well, hey, look, the next story is also about Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj just had a birthday, by the way, 33. Her brother arrested for raping a child. A child? A, well, I've seen it reported a couple of ways. In one version, he raped a, a 12-year-old, and then in another version, he raped a child. I don't know which one is accurate. <laughs> A 12-year-old is a child. Well, I don't know. <laughs> a 12-year-old is definitely a child. A 12-year-old is a child. That's true. For sure. But when you just say, raped a child, do yeah, you it see does, it? Yeah, it does sound like a six-year-old, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 37-year-old Jelani they, Mirage. They, they could say an older child. Yeah. Like a sexy an, an, child. An elderly child. A child that kind of, you know, who a ch- knows? A child blossoming into a tween aware of her sexual power. Yes, I think that would be blooming like a rose, <laughs> moist in the spring. To which he was also related. It would appear, and that's the really there's, as they say, the rub. Which I hate that saying, and therein lies the rub. That's a good way to uh, discourage use of something is to use it yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I only did it because of the sexual innuendo. Yeah, but I do hate it. Don't you hate that term? There's the rub. Um, I hate anything that's kind of a hackneyed expression, and I always feel like I'm putting on a play where I'm pretending to be a person if I use things like that. Couldn't agree more. Like 30... talk about the weather, shit like that, you know? What do you mean talk? Is that a saying, talk about the weather? No, you know what I mean? Just like hot, I never mind talk... hot, hot enough for you? I've never heard anybody say that, but I don't mind talking about the weather. I really, really don't. I think it's, a, I think it's the kind of thing that's like, it's so universal uh-huh. It's like sometimes that's the best thing you've got. Have you ever said hot enough for you? 
No. Because it's awful. You, nobody says that. Yes, they do. Hot enough for ya. <laughs> 37-year-old Jelani Mirage, according to the Daily News, is the recently married older brother of rapper Nicki Minaj. Uh, he was arraigned Thursday on on a first-degree rape charge, freed on a $100,000 bail, probably paid by Nicki. She's got that kind of cash. Nassau County prosecutors say this man, who is portly, I want that in the story. He's he's not a thin man. He's portly, mm-hmm. and in, he was engaged in intercourse with a child under twelve, under thirteen. It says. Can I just ask you why you have to be sizest when you're discussing the story? You mean fat shaming this gentleman? Yeah, I mean, you know, do you not have any respect for the body acceptance movement? I have a lot of uh, respect for it. Uh, when it's not somebody fucking a child. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, oh lo- God, I, child. I, I lost track. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. She might be fat, too. What if she's a fat 12-year-old and you're like, you know what? Maybe see if it works out. No. Nassau County prosecutors uh, are, uh, are, are, are really uh, uptight about this. <laughs> he lives with his wife, Jacqueline. They're raising an eight-year-old boy and a girl about 12 years old, who I would assume is the girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it doesn't come out and say that. It, it just says a source close to the case said the victim was someone he had access to. Uh, and it's not clear if they're his children or stepchildren either, uh, if there's biological or step. Now, we have quotes from the neighbors. I always need that. to say, like, well, run next door. Let's ask them what they think of these people. Who You, you want to know how the reporter got that quote? How? So are you are you shocked? Did you see this coming? I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. Seventy three year old neighbor told it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the quote? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see this coming. No. <laughs> not that. But it does say I was shocked. I was upstairs in the office. My wife called and she says, You'll never believe what I just heard on the news. Uh, they're very friendly. Always call me by my name and wave to me, the neighbor said. Nothing unusual, no rowdiness, no noise. Oh, well, they can just drop the charges right now then. I mean, why bother if it's if wasting money on a trial? There's this guy's hi- clearly innocent. There's he knows a, the guy by name. There's a high correlation between uh, noisy neighbors and fucking 12-year-olds. When someone's rowdy, child rapist. Yeah. You can pretty much put that in the bank. Well, right. he's due back in court December 9th. Which already fucking happened. Well, you know what's interesting is I thought that the Jesus woman, the, the woman, the woman might have sorry, said, the woman might have said, um, "Oh my God, can you believe it? Nicki Minaj's brother lives next door." You know, like did, were they aware of that? That's exciting. Oh, it is. Maybe they didn't even know. Yeah. Well, I assume it's it's, it's probably like a real nice neighborhood. And, you think uh, so? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. You guys are newlywed too. How, oh, now, that's the worst. How they've been married since like September. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> wait a minute. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So what? Nothing. I was just gonna. It's funny. Isn't I was it? gonna act pretend suspicious because we're newlyweds. Oh right. That you're fucking. Well, you're twelve year old. That you're is looking pretty good. That you're fucking my twelve year old pillow or some shit. Last week, a newborn boy was found abandoned and swaddled in a towel in a nativity scene. I don't like the word swaddled. It makes it sound like it wasn't just dumped, which mm-hmm. is what it was, abandoned. Swaddled in a towel? How about wrapped in a dollar store dish rag is what happened. Says you. A surreal and heartbreaking story for a city preparing to celebrate Christmas. It says, oh my God, right here at the holidays. If you didn't put a nativity out there, they wouldn't put a fucking baby in it. 
Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about stop being so corny? Mm-hmm. Why are they so corny? Why is Christmas so fucking corny? Do you know? Jesus. No, it's not because of Jesus. Jesus didn't make it corny. Jesus he wanted there Jesus to be... Jesus invented Christmas. Jesus wanted there to be a lot of good sales. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, uh, the I've told you about this before. There's something in Spain called a caganer. It's actually in Catalonia. What is it? A caganer is a character in a nativity that is taking a dump. And they <laughs> yeah. put it in there, uh, taking a dump. And, and any nativity you go to in, say, Barcelona, uh-huh. well, there, guess what? There's going to be a guy taking a dump. And it's 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 a strange thing. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It kind of sums up the Christmas spirit and season all in one scene. It's the only thing that makes a scene like that kind of like acceptable. To me. <laughs> yeah, kind of bearable. And and a traditional Caganer has like a little red cap, and he's got his pants down, and and there's literally a pile of shit under his ass. That's part of the figurine. <laughs> Jesus and, Christ! And you could have uh, there's like you know Obama ones. What? They have all different ones. They have celebrities. They had Sarkozy. They have, you know, when he was a France guy, they uh-huh. uh, they had, uh, it's everybody. I mean, it's weird. You go you go to like the Christmas market in Barcelona uh-huh. and they have hundreds of Caganeers, hundreds in the, in the different, you know, and they're not all the traditional ones. They have like the celebrities. It's so strange. But they, but yeah, big piles of poop. They had the devil, the devil, they have a devil Caganeer. Mm-hmm. They have a, a nativity, the birth of Jesus with Satan taking a dump in it. I'm going to get that for you. I already had one. I broke it. <laughs> a broken Satan Caganer. Did you see that one of the Olsen girls married Sarkozy's brother? Pretty weird, huh? So uh, this 18-year-old woman who left the baby told the Post reporter, Lorena Mongelli. Do you know her? Yeah. In her native Spanish. Why Wait, she did went- you say Mongelli? Mongelli. Oh, okay. No, I, I, know, I her, know a Mongelli. She said uh, uh, that uh, the police have declined to press charges because really who gives a shit? So uh, this is this is in her words, a Spanish woman, okay, who left the baby, the mm-hmm. Mexican one. I had just arrived in New York five months ago from Mexico and nobody knew I was pregnant. I didn't even tell the baby's father in Mexico uh, that I was le- who <laughs> before I knew I was leaving. I don't think that the guy cared either. My aunt, who's living with me now, still doesn't know. So it's a really close family. Throughout the pregnancy, I wore loose-fitting clothes, but uh, I didn't gain that much weight. A custodian discovered the baby at the Queen's Church. That's where she left it. I only gained 10 pounds, so nobody ever noticed. She's, like, really humble-bragging on that, like, not gaining a lot of weight, isn't she? Yeah. Like, we get it. It sounds to me like she had this baby just so she could get a quote in the newspaper saying, yeah, and I only gained 10 pounds. (laughs) I was extremely scared when I suddenly went into labor last week alone in my house. I must have been in excruciating pain for over two hours. And at some point, I just knew that I needed to get the baby out. (laughs) Sure. I I I bet on the police report it says dismissed on account of swaddling. Oh, really? Yes. It was well swaddled. It's a swaddling technicality. Well, it was inside, so I guess it was, you know, she. it wasn't so that it was, uh, it didn't freeze to death. Also, she's totally banging that custodian. I started. (laughs) Can we just call out the subtext of the story? He got a job. I I started uh, pushing because each time I pushed, the pain would go away. So Mm -hmm. if you're giving birth right now, I want you to push and the, and the, the, the pain goes away. I... She says, I pushed 15 minutes until the baby finally came out. It was a boy, but he didn't let out a cry until later. 
They that, gotta slap that's, them. That's not a healthy baby. You're Aren't supposed they supposed to, slap to cry? Them. Oh, is that why? Yeah, hard. Oh. Uh, Have you ever seen a childbirth? Oh, I mean, I've witnessed. Yeah. No, you. I've haven't. delivered a child. <laughs> <laughs> It happens all the time. I really had no idea whether he was okay. I was too scared to cut the umbilical cord, so I left it on. Yeah. Uh, I've had more traumatic bowel movements than that. You ever, that's how you can tell when you're taking a really big dump is when there's like actually a cord. <laughs> oh, my God. There's, a, there's an after turd. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Uh, have you ever swaddled one of those? <laughs> no, but I have <laughs> dropped one in a manger. Take it to a nativity. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's the, the Coganera treatment. She says, I picked him up, carried him out the door with the cord still dangling. I didn't have any baby clothes for him, but I needed to take him someplace safe. I knew if I left him in God's hands, he could be okay. But where are God's hands, you know? I'd like to see her uh, Tinder profile, which is like you can see the fucking cord hanging out. and uh, that That's when she chooses to set up her Tinder profile. Exactly. Yeah. She uh, she says she to me, you know, there's a thin line between having faith in God and just not caring. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's right on it. It was cold outside on the way there. I noticed his lips were turning purple. Oh, <laughs> I thought Jesus. She says, I thought I don't want him to die. Uh, he must be cold. I ran into the first store I saw and purchased a towel to wrap him in. So I figured hey, his lips are turning blue. I'll buy him a towel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll swaddle him. And. uh She's the worst mother to ever exist on the planet. So Actually, she, no, it's not true, but she's in the top 1,000. No, she didn't just throw him out the window. I that know, would be up there I like, know, I know, yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Some people laugh when things like that are said. You know, you oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I am the way I am. I don't either. Well, just, this is like an episode of Columbo. <laughs> she goes back the next day. And uh, and they figure it out, you know what I mean? And oh, like, that's hilarious! Yeah. So anyway, she's. Uh, <laughs> I guess she went back to check, and so there's. I think that speaks. I don't know if well of her or something, but it's weird. It's like she doesn't want to own the baby, but she wants to be involved or something. Well, like, she had to get her quickie in with Jose the custodian. Mm-hmm. Is that the way you think this is going on? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. The way this is going on. <laughs> Uh, what happened is well, what ha- happened is that the she might still get this kid. Uh, she's, oh, good. She's, she says uh, the baby was released from the uh, from the hospital, and she hasn't seen him. I know it will be hard to see him right now because I'm still thinking about whether I'm going to keep him. <laughs> oh my! God. I haven't decided yet, but it's a possibility. I'm not so sure it's still in her hands. <laughs> I have a feeling that if she gets to keep the baby, it's going to be like every holiday celebration you know you're gonna see like there's like a big giant green sparkly hat on a saint patrick's day float uh-huh. oh there's the baby look at that you she know donated trick-or-treat here's a baby <laughs> what did you get i got an apple <laughs> weird yeah uh, that's that kid's future is i think she's trying to figure out if an anchor baby works if you don't keep it in which case she'd be like all right well i had a baby here She's saying that, uh, she goes, I'd love to be a mom one day, but right now I don't feel I'm ready. I, I don't hate know. this woman. I don't know when the right time would be, but I do need a stable job first. Just throwing that out there. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> I, I mean, I just, this woman is so, ugh, yeah. 
She says it's my baby. I should have more compassion she for says her, but she just drives me nuts. No, I, I, you know, compassion is so overrated. I think no, compassion's good. Oh it's, really? It's good. Yeah. Oh, really? Because of Jesus? Um, no. Jesus is like fuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you found out that Jesus was really not that compassionate? Mm. He's like, look, I'm trying. You know, I know, son of God, but fucking, this is ridiculous. Well, I only believe in the Jesus that tears up the temple. You know, he tears up a temple. Yeah, he's all pissed at the fucking false gods, and he's like, "Listen, motherfuckers!" Mm-hmm. Takes out a machine gun. Is that is that a direct quote? What book is that in? It's in uh, the oh, book of the book of funny joke. Uh, I can't think of. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> Shaolin violence at random. A forgotten woman. Uh, punched by a kid who approached her from behind with two friends. Fortunately, the attack was witnessed by an off-duty auxiliary police officer, a.k.a. some guy. <laughs> I think that that's his official title at that yeah. point. Yeah. Some guy who happened to be driving by. The 11-year-old assailant, and I'm going to say it, 11 is too young to be an assailant. <laughs> Much too young. But time goes on. Kids get started assailing younger and younger these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. The attack was captured, albeit poorly, on surveillance video. This is a deliberate attack on an old woman. I want those little punch-happy bastards caught and hung up by their Buster Browns. Did you say that? Yes. Oh, yeah, What do you mean I that agree. I say? You're looking right at me. My mouth is moving. <laughs> I thought maybe the cranky old old biddy said that, you know? Well, <laughs> cranky old biddy. Yeah. More, <laughs> the one that got punched in the head by an yeah. 11-year-old? More forgotten borough violence. Talk about no compassion. Where's your compassion for her? I think that that kid wasn't um, swaddled enough as a as a kid. You I would need, agree. If you don't get enough uh, swaddling, then you go crazy like those little Russian babies in the orphanage. That's right. They're not held, and then they turn out to be intolerable. Yes. Well, more forgotten borough violence. An argument between neighbors ended in violence in Eltingville. Now, I've spent many, many days in Eltingville, that's where Just we honeymooned. Sometime, yeah, we we spent uh, we spent ten days there, and because God knows you can't see it all in ten days, you got to be selective. <laughs> Apple picking first. A man got into a verbal dispute with his neighbor, twenty-two-year-old Salvatore Pachi, about clearing the street in front of his home. Pachi took out. He wanted to clear the street. That's all he wanted. If I was um, a bully in elementary school, I'd call that guy that guy butt cheeks. That's what it sounds like. Salvatore Pachi? Yeah, butt cheeks. Woof. <laughs> Pachi took out an eight-inch knife and sliced his neighbor on the left wrist. Ew. I don't know if that's symbolic or what, but he, when he went inside, returned with a samurai sword. That's oh, when you know, that's when, it, that's when it's a real Staten Island party. Jesus. Everything but the nunchucks. Can you buy those? Is it easy to get? Uh, like, is there a samurai is it, sword? Is there a waiting it period depends. to no. purchase the Ab- way there is with guns? No, absolutely not. You can get one immediately if you're a trucker, especially. You know, you go down <laughs> truck stops, you get everything. You get, uh, you can take a shower. You can buy a raincoat. You can buy camping gear, and you can buy a samurai sword. And you can still get casingles of. You know, yeah, anything white, you white, like. White Christmas. I don't know if you can still get the singles. I think that might be a thing of the past. Jesus. But you can still get CDs. Yeah. <laughs> get a good cup of coffee. The important thing is nobody got killed. Yeah. When yeah. the samurai sword comes out, you think that's going to happen. There's going to be a beheading in the streets. That's that's when everybody's going to want to elect Trump. 
Are they really? Um, There's going to be a beheading. Don't say that. There's going to be. Don't you know that. it. The United States of America will see a beheading in the fucking streets. Talk about it. It won't happen. That is not true. Have you not seen the movie The Secret? If you, the movie is it a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. I had no idea. Yeah. That I will not watch, but I will tell you when there's a beheading, that's when everybody's going to get serious about this shit, because I believe- There's already been one. Not in the way I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody's going to walk up to somebody at random, or they're going to behead several people in a row or some shit like that. It's Uh going to have to do with somebody getting their head cut off. Uh Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. You really don't think that'll happen? Why wouldn't it? Well, what happened was- Why don't you think that would happen? We had good NSA security- and so they'd be tracking all the shit, and then they'd be like, yo, that well, guy. Yeah, but they shot a bunch of people in San Bernardino, and, and those are the kinds of things that you would think they'd be able to track better than a fucking sword, right? I mean, so long as somebody's got a brain, then yeah. there's really not going to be any protection from that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could happen. I mean... Well, back to butt cheeks here. Well, hold on one second. Uh, I, 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 I mean, when and how do you see this playing out well i'm not planning it (laughs) (laughs) i mean i thought i could trick you uh, and find out if you were secretly a jihadist yeah Yeah. okay well Well, uh you passed (laughs) you passed dixon yeah well he he held his sword over his head while shouting uh expletive laden threats at the victim i love it when they say things like that he's faced with uh i'm gonna damn you all to hell (laughs) I bet he did a lot better than that. Charged with felony assault, menacing, and criminal possession of a weapon. That's the sword. By the way, that baby-obsessed Bronx woman, mm-hmm. the one who jammed a knife into the neck of her pregnant friend and then ripped Ugh. the baby from her stomach. Yeah, I love that Her woman. defense is self-defense. She says that her pregnant friend, Angelique Sutton, lunged at her with a knife. She wrestled the knife away from her and then repeatedly stabbed her and then heroically cut her stomach open to save the baby's life wow she initially offered a simpler excuse saying just that the baby was hers god it's my kid (laughs) great that she'd given birth to it uh meanwhile uh she'd been claiming for months to be pregnant herself that's the funny part about this so she had a due date that was similar to this woman's due date so creepy she had recently refriended her i mean i don't know about but like had become friends again like on facebook i know like they had been well yeah i guess probably on. are you friends with them on facebook you know, uh, the the point is, is that they had gotten together to be friends again, you know, yeah, and they right. didn't know each other for a long time. Then she was pregnant, uh, and then she got to be pregnant, got to be her friend, and also claimed to be pregnant. Do you see now what I mean? Every time someone wants to rekindle an old relationship, mm-hmm. I just think they want to cut the baby out of you my stomach. You better regard them with suspicion. Yeah. She posted pictures of baby clothes and sonograms. She registered for gifts at Babies Are Us. Which is not a bad idea. <laughs> Claiming a due date of November 16th, cops arrived to find this bizarre killer, 22-year-old Ashley Wade, sitting on the stoop, her hands dripping with blood. She told cops that she stabbed the victim, quote, as many times as she could. Jesus. That's honest. Oh, boy. All the fake baby clothes. Uh, the clothes for the fake baby. That That's going to be the best-dressed fake baby How ever is seen. How is the baby doing? Trigger warning. Oh, the baby's fine. <laughs> the following story contains mentions of a woman being randomly pummeled. If you or a loved one have been randomly pummeled, you may want to leave the room. But come back pretty soon because there's not a lot. Four teens 
randomly pummeled a woman on the J train in Brooklyn. The teen assailants were arguing with one another on a Queensbound J train. Just don't get on a Queensbound J train. Just don't. Just don't do that. Why would you do that? Let me Why know. You, where are you going to go on the J? Can I stop um, covering sure. my ears yet? Or just hold up a Have finger? you been randomly pummeled? Yeah. When? Oh, okay, I lied. All right. The victim began to record the teens on his on her smartphone, prompting what recording uh, the 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 the, uh, the teens because uh, she you know they were making remarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were on this train. She's on this train, and they started making remarks to the victim, twenty nine year old woman. Well, the victim began to record her, uh, these people, uh, these teens, on her smartphone, mm-hmm. prompting one of the teen girls uh, to punch her in the head. God damn. That's what you call a random pummeling. That's not random. The, uh, no. That's smartphone incited. The other, well, if, some, if someone started recording me well, and I was just nowhere. being a mouthy 14-year-old, no, 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 they I'd were, probably punch her too. Well, they were arguing with one another, uh-huh. and then they started making remarks to the victim. And that's when she got the phone out. I mentioned it in the wrong order. But they're that's teenagers, she, right? Yeah, they're making remarks to I her. I mean, what the fuck does she expect? Well, that's some victim blaming. If no, I no, no, I'm not. I'm not. What if bl- they would have raped her? Then that would be. That would be I'm like, not, What does she expect? I'm not blaming her, but I'm just saying that, like. I just want to know what she expected. I, <laughs> but I just, I, I just think that when you're dealing mm-hmm. with already kind of like rowdy, crazy, fourteen-year-old teens whose mm-hmm. hormones are all popping off, mm-hmm. then you don't start fucking filming them because they're gonna lose their shit. Yeah, but they, they she wanted to get a record for the cops, you know, because Well, they she were, got her record, didn't but, she? Well, the thing is she wanted to get a record because they were like, uh, you know, talking to her, maybe maybe threatening her or something. I don't uh-huh, know. Uh-huh, yeah. They were making remarks. Uh-huh. I don't know what those remarks were. Yeah. You know what? You're probably right. I think, I, I just I, don't I think, think they would have hit her if she would have No, I think in theory you're right. Yeah. If that's part of the story, it's there for a reason. And, yeah. and probably it was like, you know what? And probably held the phone like way out and probably being obnoxious about it. Yeah, when I've had someone start, you know, recording me, it makes just because you're making remarks. It makes me really angry. Yeah, has that ever happened to you that you're that you're on the train with a bunch of friends and you're arguing and making remarks and you're going? Well, the the other day, the other the other day, I was walking along with you and Uh you said that man just took a picture of your nipple that was poking through my shirt. Oh, okay. And it made me really angry. Notice the time how long it took for you to mention your nipples. (laughs) Pretty good. Much longer than usual. Shut yeah, he up. was Israeli. What do you expect, as you say? Right? You walk around with your nipples out. You don't think people are going to take pictures? I You're lucky you didn't get randomly pummeled. Did not. Um, anyway. Yeah, I guess it. What did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The victim did not even need hospitalization. The story really shouldn't have been discussed. You can come back in the room now. Trigger warning. If you've ever been woken up having your breast fondled, following story might trigger you and you can leave does it count if it's your husband it's uh the police are are hoping that the public can help them identify a person accused of groping a subway rider's breasts according to the nypd at 5 a.m on uh, november 29th it says a 22 year old woman fell asleep on a northbound d train which if there's a train that you don't want to sleep on it's the northbound d why well it's just because you, you get your fucking tits felt off. That's why. Everybody knows that. We, when she woke up... What cup size was she? At the D? Be- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. My condolences go out to her. When she woke up at the Bedford Park Boulevard station, she discovered an unknown male suspect. 
touching her breath. I would lose my shit if that happened to me. You know, she's lucky she didn't wake up a lot of lotion on her like that. <laughs> like that other I ashy that chick. Airplane. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, that makes me laugh. Yeah. Lotion on my panties. That was and, on a long flight. Andy Dick um, touched my breasts out of Did nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. That was non-consensual? It was non-consensual, Well, those yeah. were the days, huh? When you could touch somebody <laughs> and did not get fucking thrown in jail for it? Yeah. I mean, Andy Dick, the easiest guy in the world to throw in jail. Yeah. I probably should have. They want him in <laughs> Why didn't you? Uh, I, I can understand why. It was the 90s, right? <laughs> no. It was 2006. Mm. I figured I would... Same as the 90s. I figured though. I was going to fuck him over enough by giving the recording to page six. And, oh, you were trying to like see if he would like do something else. Well, yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah. And then he bit my hand, so he did do something else. He did. Yeah. So now you're happy. Well... He's like, well, I'm glad I didn't report that breast thing. <laughs> Now I got him biting me. <laughs> Let's see what else happens. Then he passed out. Right. Well, she managed to shove the assailant off and flee the train, escaping on a southbound D train. She was slapped past her stop. Says escaping on a southbound D train. What happened is you just went the other way. What do you mean? Managed to? to it, she makes it sound as if like, you know, like he was trying. Like, like trying there was to, a struggle for ten stops. Exactly. It's like he's trying to keep her there or something. You know what I mean? I'm sure that he's just like the moment she wakes up and runs off. Maybe he hypnotized her. Have you seen those bimbo hypnotization videos? Bimbo hypnotization. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to me. I heard about a bottle collector who got raped in Jackson Heights. Ooh, that's by sad. a knife wielding attacker who tricked her. Sifting, uh, she was sifting through recycles, recyclables, and she he says, "Hey, come back behind the building. I got some bottles for you." Oh boy! Well, as as Joe Lazito mentioned on the Kumia show, we we did talk about the story there, and that's uh, he said that's the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> she fell for the oldest trick in the book. The sure. old, I got more bottles around back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows those bottle recyclers are easy to rape if you just. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's, it is fucked up. I tell you something. That is, I, want, I wonder. The worst part was she tried to redeem the rape for 10 cents. <laughs> 1-800-577-TIPS. If you know anything about that. Uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, looking for a sign. Well, a man approached, told her he had more bottles for her, and then she's taken to a hospital in unknown condition. Oh, God. And uh, yeah, 1-800-577-TIPS. Uh, the playwright best known for penning Disney's Tarzan. And the Tony Award-winning play, M. Butterfly, was stabbed in the neck Fuck. during an apparently random attack early this week near his Fort Greene home. I don't think that was random. You just said he wrote Tarzan. You know what I mean? Well, and I think M. Butterfly, isn't that about... Um, it's about a guy with a dick who between, puts it between his legs or something, I think. I don't know. Isn't it about Vietnamese and geishas and stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's a fella who's a geisha. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a dude who's a geisha? Yeah. And, and a guy falls in love with the geisha. Uh, it seems like one of the women that I have known forced me to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. I hope the guy suffered. No. But he's okay. I'm allowed to hope this. Yeah. The attacker said nothing to Hawang and did not attempt to steal anything from the playwright, who's also an associate pro- professor of playwriting at Columbia University. Wow. It was and probably one of his students. You think so? It was like, that's the last time you give me a C minus motherfucker. He says, I have in playwriting. Yeah. I wrote a play and you did not grade it fairly. Yeah. Next stab for you. How's this for your third act peak? 
I suddenly felt as if I'd been punched in the back of my head, Huang said in a statement. I started home but found myself unsteady on my feet. I realized I was bleeding from my neck. Huang got he put pressure on the wound, a tip he said he remembered from Boy Scouts. <laughs> you say his name as if you're getting a comical erection. Huang. Well, it's spelled H-W-A-N-G four times. Yeah. It's, uh, boy, isn't it a shame that you can't be some fucking 58-year-old playwright named Hawang and walk around the city without fear of being stabbed in the neck? What's the city coming to? CVS will provide additional security measures and counseling for employees after a worker was attacked in the drug chain's Castleton Corner store. Holy shit. Stay the fuck out of uh, uh, Staten Island, man. The Forgotten Borough is getting all violent and shit. Mm-hmm. The colleague, we're going to start calling it In Violent Staten Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it, it sounds like a rap lyric. Does it really? Kind of, yeah. Well, it's not. It's, it's a Shaolin deal, though. Okay. The colleague from our Castleton Corner CVS pharmacy is recovering in the hospital from injuries he, he sustained in the assault. So he really got the shit beat out of him, apparently. What, why? What happened? Well, he, he chased this person outside is what happened. Uh, you know, the, 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 oh, he was uh, a shoplifter. He was, a, he, he was somebody, yes. Yeah, the, the, he, he had thrown out. Okay. Well, uh, the suspect lives in the Todd Hill houses. Uh-huh. T-O-D-T, Todd. Uh-huh. After he punched the mail worker in the face, uh, you know, causing him to fall down and suffer the wounds, he was arrested. They, uh, it was Malik Amadi, 17-year-old, and he's charged with felony assault. Felony fucking assault. I tell you, you're 17 years old. Why do you want to go and commit a felony assault? Yeah, I'm right. glad to hear that. That that's, what? That's, well, I mean... You know, you're getting paid like five twenty-five an hour working at CVS or whatever the fuck the minimum wage is, but it sucks. Oh, it's way more than that. <laughs> Jesus, five twenty-five an hour. Going back to the eighties. I sound like a rich person. What do bananas cost? Four hundred dollars? I don't know. Whatever. I'll have them. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and then I mean, you shouldn't have to fear for your head getting pummeled, you know? It would be nice to live in a world like that, but we don't live in a world like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, the guy's not being paid to be a security guard. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And then he did run outside. You know, I've ta- I, I happen to bring this up with my good friend who, who works at a nearby Dwayne Reed here in the you neighborhood. You have friends? I, well, no, I he's mean- not a friend. <laughs> I'm using the term very, very loosely. I come in and he goes, hey, that, guy, that kind of friend, you know what I mean? At, at really? Yes. Oh, That's cool. how often I go there. I didn't. I did. <laughs> I, I. I. I've never heard your patter. Yeah, it's because I go when you're asleep, uh, and I go there and I buy things like okay. peanut butter and enemas. Stop. What? Don't talk about enemas. Oh come on, they can. <laughs> they can handle it. <laughs> Occasionally, people. <laughs> no, listen. Watch me on Kumia. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, uh, and, I, and the guy said, there's no way I'm chasing anybody outside. No way. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, why would you do that? Why would you threaten, why would you risk life and limb for something like that? I don't understand. It. I mean, I think it's just the adrenaline makes you crazy. A sweet tooth crook swiped two bins of candy from the porch of a Staten Island home in a ghoulish Halloween theft. <laughs> I think ghoulish is stretching it. Yeah. And I know we're going back to Halloween for this. Ghoulish would be like leaving two severed hands next to it, you know? Yes, that's ghoulish. Which is, that's what I did when I stole candy. (laughs) A couple of severed hands. (laughs) Yeah. Don't come looking. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's, uh, she had her kid with her too, so that's that's kind of funny. I think it's hilarious to steal all the candy. It made me laugh. The video is hilarious. <laughs> Put that up on the thing. I I think it's uh, you know I, I stole one time when I was like five years old, and I stole a candy from um, Felipe's Pizza Parlor in San Diego. And, and my to make mom... you learn your lesson, she made you steal the whole bag. <laughs> no, but that would have been like when you smoke a cigarette, and then the parent that, makes you smoke yeah, the whole was, fucking thing. It was exactly the the analogy I was making. Oh, I didn't need to spell it out, did I? <laughs> but uh, my mom, <laughs> but my mom made me go back and um, apologize and. Jesus Christ, that'll make you never steal again. And they took you in the office so you could apologize, and he blew the guy. And every <laughs> that's a, that's the way the story goes, right? No, you blew a guy at a pizza parlor. No, that's a later story. <laughs> but you, what? Why are you acting so hurt? I'm I'm because because the next story is going to break your heart. If okay. you can't handle blowing a guy, by the way, you can come back in the room. If you guys were in that triggering stuff from a little while back, it's mm-hmm. over. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, this is more news from Can the Can I forgotten. have a warning on this one, please? Yes. If you are triggered by stories of disabled people being robbed, yep. well, you need to fucking take precautions because that's the shit that's about to happen. That's that happen- shit is going down. That's happened to my disabled dad. Well, get out. <laughs> News from the Forgotten Borough. Police are seeking three individuals for fun, friendship, and beyond that. Who knows? <laughs> Wanted for questioning in the robbery of an armless teen in Port Richmond. That's funny as shit. Oh, an armless teen. No, the fun friendship. <laughs> it's like Donald. Sorry. It's like Donald Trump says, though. You know what I mean? If th- this never would have happened had this kid been armed. <laughs> Don't you get it? Oh, yeah. You don't laugh at the funny ones. <laughs> a male and female approached the 18-year-old victim who had just gotten off his cell phone, placed it in a nearby uh, on a nearby ledge outside the Stop and Shop on Forest Avenue. Nothing good ever happens outside a Stop and Shop on or, Forest Avenue. Or a come and go. According to a written statement by the NYPD's... Uh, okay, so the pair asked the, uh, the man for money. Another man grabbed the loose phone and fled. So the 18-year-old victim, who does not have arms... Jesus. According to a law enforcement source, I'm, I w- we want to emphasize this. No <laughs> arms. We said armless before, but he has no arms. <laughs> Attempted to chase after the thief, but was prevented by the male and female. Uh, they searched the victim's pockets for cash. They came up empty-handed. Huh. That's know, hilarious. Either. So it is hilarious. I What's wonder what he was going to do if he chased this guy down. Why? What's he doing with a phone? Why the fuck would you? There's a guy who does never go over his text allowance rob a guy with no arms because clearly he's not going to have anything in his pockets. (laughs) He's got a phone. So you want to know how my dad has been ripped off? You're right. Why would he have things in his pockets? Yeah. It's basic (laughs) logic. You want to know how someone is fucked up? If a guy with no arms says, hey, reach into my pocket and give me my thing, don't do it because he doesn't have anything in there. Yeah, he's just got an erection. Tell me, how, how do people fuck with your dad? So He was blind, by the way, if you haven't heard that story. Shot in the face in Nam twice. Thank you for your service, Mr. Statmiller. Looking forward to meeting you. <laughs> but she tells this fucking story a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So he, <laughs> he um, all, all of the bills are the same. You know, they all seem the same if you're blind. And so he puts a little, um, he folds them in half horizontally for $10 bills, he folds them... Oh, wait, I, I, 
vertically is, for is five dollar okay bills. To give the system away because somebody. <laughs> might. And um, yeah, and so I mean, but it's only happened a couple of times. Is that someone's taken advantage and told him the wrong, you know, told him like, oh, that's a one dollar bill instead of a twenty dollar bill. But it has happened. And so then he had to give. So he gave them twenty twenty dollar bills to pay for something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, no, but sure. Let's say that. That's yes. funny. Yeah. Well, uh, did he get ripped off? Did it actually happen? Yes. Yeah. Oh it's happened God. to him before. God, yeah. Because he had to depend on the fucking decency of people. Not yeah. Even the kindness. Just be decent. Yeah. Yeah. But now, it's. But but, I, but I thought that there was like a raised kind of ink on the on the bills where you like if, if you you adopt adopt like a you develop like a a sense of feel about those things. That's not true. Uh, maybe there is now, but uh, I do know that uh, Braille is fucking hard oh it's you're like, talking about confederate money that's going way back <laughs> braille is I, well yeah of course braille's hard braille's real hard i mean even even if you're blind it's hard that yeah people it's, it's funny. like it's like learning another language it's like spanish or something well <laughs> like my dad knows the braille alphabet but he couldn't probably read like a whole you know shakespearean book or something he'd probably get tired of it I, you know if there's if you can braille you know what i mean as soon as the first book on tape came out and it was successful like nobody died from listening to it uh-huh. like, we're never fucking with braille again yeah why would anybody want to do that yeah my dad used to get these really cool like ten thousand dollar reading machines from the government sent to him mm-hmm. and what happened to that uh they have iphones now i guess mm-hmm. so that's has- funny like some phone that you can buy for 150 dollars now does everything that a ten thousand dollar fucking machine did yeah but he must still those ten thousand dollar machine creators are really fucking pissed right now they got a <laughs> hundred of those in a warehouse somewhere <laughs> anybody need a really expensive machine yeah but he must have uh yeah anyway whatever well better uh better you know to to uh <laughs> Buster the kangaroo is the latest legal uh, illegal animal to escape a crass menagerie down in Staten Island. A lot of Staten Island stories. Yeah. Well, two mechanics arrived at their auto repair shop on Travis Avenue. It was around 8 a.m. and they found uh, the male marsupial bouncing around the parking lot. I pulled in. I thought it was a deer. Well, it's not. So I went to judge it. I went to nudge it with my car to push it out of the way. You're close enough to it. That you can nudge it with your car and you don't know that it's a fucking kangaroo. How do you confuse a kangaroo for a deer sounds at like that a, close a range? It sounds like a really ugly kangaroo. An ugly four-legged hooved. It's a nice-looking kangaroo. Uh, we thought maybe it was from the zoo, so we called the police. It, what I don't understand is who would you call <laughs> if it wasn't from the zoo? You know what I mean? Uh, it's just a funny connection. We were afraid that it was. We thought it was from the zoo, so we called the police. If it was just some random ass kangaroo, you know, we'd probably, <laughs> we would uh, beat the shit out of it, tell it to get lost. Johnny came up and picked up the kangaroo in his arms. It's three foot tall, one and a half year old kangaroo. This uh, <laughs> he called this guy uh, apparently Giovanni Sharippa. Uh, no relation to Steve Sharippa. No, it says your brother of Steve Sharippa. No. Serial exotic. Uh, uh, no, Giovanni is a serial exotic animal owner who has kept zebras, peacocks, and roosters as pets. Sounds like a real winner. Yeah, I don't understand uh, even people who have rabbits. I don't get that. 
Yeah. I don't either. I don't get pets. I don't get dogs. I don't get cats. I especially don't get... Uh, I, well, if I was going to have anything, I would want... unconditional love. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Is it unconditional? Absolutely. I don't believe that it is. It is. I think it's conditional on many things. No. It's conditional on the fact they've been domesticated uh, over all these years. They, they're paying uh, tribute in, in just by being nice. They, they really have no choice. If it wasn't unconditional, then why would they uh, reach out their cute little paw when you indicate to give a paw? Why would they do that? Yeah. They have no idea what they're doing. What do you think? They're shaking hands? Yeah. Like, they're, letting, they're letting you know, I love you unconditionally. I think they're letting you know, I think last time I did this, you gave me a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're going, where's my biscuit? That's what they're always thinking. It's, it's, they're unconditional biscuits is what they want. Dude, where's my biscuit? <laughs> Murder charges have been filed in the death of one of New York's bravest from the Forgotten Borough. 60 year old Richard Duty of Tottenville was found murdered. Authorities charged 52 year old Conrad Sipa of Colt's Neck in the murder, and his bail is set at $1 million. Now, Duty loved wood- woodworking, fishing for striped bass. And had recently taken up golf. Duty loved woodworking. Duty loved woodworking. He will never master golf. That is not going to happen. Now, this guy... Duty never met a duty he didn't like. He didn't. <laughs> he never met a striped bass that he couldn't catch. <laughs> He's uh, dead now. His throat was slit. He was bashed over the head. Oh, boy. They so- think sorry, it was a close duty. friend of, uh, of him, and they think it was possibly a romantic rival. Richard Duty, Dick Duty was found dead inside his Jersey Shore beach house. You know, this wouldn't have happened if someone was on duty duty. (laughs) Two days later, Conrad Sipa, an occupational therapist, uh, was uh, arrested in the brutal murder. Sipa and Duty, both married, may have had a falling out over a, quote, woman issue. Hmm. So Duty's body was wrapped in a rug. Uh, said his neighbor in Barnegat Light. Oh, I tell just, you what, the just, fucking names of these towns are, are always like kind of like, why would you name a town that? It's so hard to say. But wait, that's just like the movie, the Richard Gere movie, where there's um, an affair and then the guy hits it over the head with the glass. What movie is that? I don't know, but it's like something like, you know, dangerous thoughts or cruel impulses oh my god cruel impulses that was a great movie <laughs> yeah yeah i see what you mean one of those it's like uh like a you know forgotten judgment unsuspecting notion <laughs> <laughs> treacherous aim <laughs> duty's widow mirthless inclination i'm out of ideas <laughs> You love Goodfellas, right? Sure. You know the robbery in that is real. The Lufthansa heist. Sure. Yeah. It was depicted in the movie. That was in uh that heist was in December nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, right. I was three. That was a good year. Okay. Goodfellas came out in, in nineteen ninety. Okay. Okay. So that's twelve years after that. Mm-hmm. Now the money was never found. Sixteen members of the original crew either turned up dead or disappeared, mm-hmm. as we saw. The one guy in the freezer because he bought a Cadillac or some shit. Right. Now, the the only one convicted in the Lufthansa heist ever was a guy named Louis Werner, a Lucchese associate on the inside. He worked as a cargo agent for Lufthansa. Mm-hmm. He was uh, convicted in, in 1979. Nine. <laughs> in Brooklyn Federal Court, an 80-year-old reputed mobster 
was charged in connection with the with the legendary heist. Vincent Asaro of the Bonanno crime family. He'd been locked up since January 2014. And after a three-week trial, the old guy was found not guilty. You say Bonanno. I say. What? Not guilty. Prosecutors in Brooklyn Federal Court failed to prove their case. Perhaps relying too heavily on testimony from admitted mafia killers. <laughs> Perhaps relying too much on clips from Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> See? Look at that. How he clearly did it. It's just associate professor of film criticism after associate professor of film criticism. Trial. Now, yeah. when De Niro came to you... <laughs> uh, <laughs> They bring in Casino. What the fuck are you They relied doing? on this. <laughs> they relied on this informer who uh, was his cousin, who'd been working with the FBI, and all these, uh, all you know, Giovanni was his name, uh, and and uh, Giovanni. It doesn't really matter. Uh, he he. This guy turned rat and approached the FBI in two thousand eight, and for all their wiretapped conversations, there wasn't it, uh, sufficient evidence to convict. Hmm. The courtroom was stunned by the not guilty verdict. He pumped his fist in the air before thanking the judge, and as he left, he said he was looking forward to eating anything but a bologna sandwich. I think I think that's a great line. I think that's a really good line. You I, didn't like it? I think that's um, I think that's a, a code for I'm gonna kill me a rat. Oh, you think so? Yeah, bologna sandwich. I think that means I'm gonna kill a rat and eat it. <laughs> well you know here's the thing asaro 80 years old why are they fucking with this guy it's they couldn't convict him and, and it, i don't know why of all the people they, why are they trying to sew that up you know sends, what I mean? it sends a message to other octogenarians don't don't get any fucking ideas <laughs> yeah we're watching you well okay well done u.s attorney's office yeah hey listen here's the thing i haven't put out a podcast now this is the first one in, in like 10 days I, and uh, i don't like to go that long it was because of me it was not why would it be because of you i'm trying to fall on the sword like a martyr yeah you're trying to take credit oh okay and uh, I, I won't let you do that we did start uh, to, to do it one day didn't feel right. I thought you guys deserved better. Yeah. You deserve better than this, frankly. No, this is good. But that's why they've all gotten off right now. That nobody's listening anymore. Everyone's listening they to the have end. Stopped listening. Trust they me. Always say that. They now I would listen. like for you guys, if you haven't yet, to watch uh, AnthonyCumia.com. So good. We're having a good time doing it, and the show is amazing. It's fun, and, and it's an hour long. Uh, there's four episodes a month. I think that the like the and if you subscribe for a certain amount of time it becomes like less expensive so between five and six dollars here's what you get four of our shows if not five that's about a dollar an episode for an hour of watching it and watching it's fun it's fun to watch trust me it's we put not it just up on our big screen like this is fun we love doing this mm -hmm. this is great but there's a lot of visual stuff and and it's just a different deal i hope you guys do check it out if you get a chance boy there's some people who are already being so good to us on patreon.com yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. People who donate on there, you guys are the best fans in the world. Seriously. Thanks so much. Uh, it, and that, again, it's like, these are dollars. To you, it's a dollar. To me, it's like uh, not having a job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There's really nothing else I you can spend, do anyway. You spend hours putting this together. That's why it's so great. Oh, I do spend... Oh, thanks. Wow, that's the nice thing anybody has ever said to well, me. Well, you know what? It's because, um, like, my podcast... It's like about 
Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, was that uh, really get IMDb? I don't believe that's true. Yeah, it's a direct no quote. <laughs> News or podcast on Riotcast is excellent. And you guys, if you haven't listened to it, do check it out. You're amazing on that. You're one of the best interviewers I've ever heard in your voice. And as people know, if they've been listening to this, it's like uh, it's sweet. And, and, and pleasant to the ear. Thanks. And uh, and and everybody that you interview is. I mean, you, there's famous people like uh, celebrities and stuff like that. News horror uh, with Mandy Statmiller, and it's on the Riotcast Network. Uh, also, if you're uh, if you're gonna uh, be in New York City, you can get some some tickets to see me. Uh, we got a big show, Desperation Tonight, coming up on the thirtieth. Are Desperation you gonna br- tonight at Caroline's? Are you gonna bring me up on stage again? Possibly, and okay. uh, it would be fun if that happened. Laker was at the last one; that was mm-hmm. fun. Laker is also on a lot of these shows that and we're doing. Fritzen. And Fritzen was there, yes. Yeah, so. And um, a big star of the movie Punchline. Oh yeah, Angel Salazar. Yeah, Angel Salazar was there. That was cool yeah. to see Angel. Check it out. <laughs> he said, "Hey, Muhammad." <laughs> now, when I say we we can't find him, you say. Some shit like that. Right, He's right. He's very good at doing things. I love that. Too. Yeah. Also, he, he you know was, who I ran he, into there? Kevin Meany. People, uh, the last few people have gotten off the thing. Now. They're not listening anymore. But Jackie Jackie was there. Fucking joke, man. Jackie Marling. Yes. I yeah. came in, and that's who was sitting there as yeah. we were setting up for the show to yeah. do Desperation tonight. Kevin Meany, Jackie Marling, and Angel Salazar. That's so rad. And I'm like, you know, where the fuck is Alan Havy? <laughs> 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 you know? What a collection of talent uh, was sitting there. And uh, these people have forgotten more about comedy than I'll ever know. And they guessed sometimes on Desperation Night. That's December 30th. And, and uh, Jackie Marling made a great appearance on your show on Anthony Cumia. He did. You could just go to anthonycumia.com. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, what if I wanted to wear a T-shirt? Because I've seen mm. around town. I've seen An- I've seen Anthony Cumia wearing your T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, the library girl who masturbated Kendra, Kendra Sunderland. Yeah. She's got one. I've seen a lot of people wearing it, so if I want to get one, how do I do that? All you got to do is go to my website, crimereport.nyc, mm-hmm. and then you uh, follow along, and, and it's right there. There's buttons that you push, and that will take you to where you buy one. And then, look, the amount that you pay for it, that's up to you. Right. It has to be at least $20, $20 mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. There, there, there's, you know, different, there's different levels you can get. <laughs> if you live in Australia, it's $200. No. It's a lot less. It's less than that, trust me. But yeah, I was I, I sent I took some of them to the post office for you and you had like five or six t shirts going out to Australia. Yeah. You have the best Australian fans. I do, they're great. And and here's the thing too, like uh, I think in some of those I threw in a little extra piece of merchandise. So not, not merchandise, but like uh you know uh well, whatever, who cares? You get a shirt. You care. And and it comes, you know, it's it's I used to not want people to know where the fulfillment is like my hands. They, they knew anyway. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Sure, they they didn't they think that like oh I have this it. big machine you know like <laughs> that's, that's, that's some people think like oh you don't even control your own Facebook but these days I don't even have time. That's because nobody's listening right now. <laughs> that's that I will admit that. Listen, I want people to listen to to that, and I want people to go back to this like crimereport.nyc, Pat Dixon, patdixonnyc.com. I know you're not supposed to send a lot of messages and shit, mm-hmm. but if you want dates, 
But when I'm performing stand-up in New York City, go there. Yeah, December, December 30th at Caroline's, That's right? the main thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and come to that. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blowout show. Yeah, and we always try to hook people up if you're, uh, if you're a fan of the show. So write me through the websites, crimereport.nyc, and the other one, patdixonnyc.com. And uh, and thanks for your thanks for your support. Absolutely. Thanks for doing the show, and thank sure. you for listening to New York City Crime Report. <laughs>